Hello, and welcome to the Angry Gut Tavern. I'm the innkeeper, Prilo. Our special today is Bulette Steaks and the Baltarakian Ale is a copper a pint. Oh, well, howdy, stranger. What do the locals call this here city? Oh, a traveler. Worry not, you have found the Wandering City. Take a seat and let me get you set up with some food and drink. Oh, sure, thank you. Thank you, I'll, I'll take the special. Say, you wouldn't mind telling an old rambling man about this here town now, would you? It would be my pleasure. What would you like to know? Well, uh, I was wondering, why do they call it the Wandering City? Is it a city for travelers or vagabonds or homeless people, unsheltered folks? Or It's called the Wandering City because everything within the border of the city teleports to a different location in the Hezcocosa Desert. They call this event Moving Day. And while it happens every, uh, four to six months, you can always count on the teleportation occurring at sunset. Huh. Well, damn, that's wild. A whole city that moves through space-time? Well, the Wandering City moves through space, but not time. A delicate distinction, perhaps, but a meaningful one. Interesting. So what does that look like? How many times have you seen a moving day? Oh, uh... I've lived here for almost 30 years. I've been through at least a hundred of the moving days, and not one of them is dull. After a beautiful sunset, a magic fabric rises from the edges of the city and closes over the top of us. And once it opens, we're somewhere new, and the sun has set. Well, okay, what happens to wherever the city lands on? Does it just crush the land beneath it? Well, in terms of what happens to whatever would find itself beneath the wandering city, well, the land beneath it is carved out as if it never existed. Oh, yeesh. That's a damn prickly pair in your spurs if I've ever heard one. So wait, say it lands on another city, that city just gets crushed like it were never there? Exactly. What's well, fucked up? It is certainly what it is, but expanding on that point, if a segment of the crushed city sticks out from underneath the wandering city, it then becomes a new part of the wandering city. Meaning that the portion of the city that doesn't get crushed gets dragged along on the next moving day. That's why the city seems so patchworked. You got the steps in the middle, and the entire city surrounding it is a menagerie of different cultures. Well, that explains the incontinuity of the architecture, but uh, some places seem way older than others. Uh, when was the original city built? You know, this place is as old as it gets out here. The Wandering City was made at some point during the Divine Strife. It started as just that towering spiral stone structure that climbs into the sky. It has a palace on top? No doubt you've seen it on your way in. I did, yes. Yeah, it's pretty hard to miss such an impressive structure. Impressive it certainly is. And it's what ties the city together. The castle at the top is called Castello Fidenza. Beneath the Castello is the heart of the city, the Spiral River. It sprouts from a gem tied to the elemental plane of water, and it flows from the top of the steps down to the bottom, and then around the city. The steps? Oh, uh, sorry. The spiral structure is known as the steps, and it serves many purposes. Houses are carved into the stone walls, and the wide terraces are used for farming. And it's all fed by the spiral river. They have an abundance of water, 
and the structure is highly defensible. Highly defensible, I see. I can't imagine these towns that get gobbled up are terribly happy to be suddenly ruled by the wandering city. You're not wrong. Some folks don't take kindly to the city coming under new management. But the Bureau tries its best to minimize conflict. The chief executive, who represents the Steps, reaches out to the leader of the newly absorbed township. And if they're agreeable, they're offered a position on the board with the Central Bureau. The old leader is given control over their own municipality and is given access to the Spiral River. But they still gotta adhere to the overall regulations of the Bureau. Interesting approach. Sounds wildly ineffective. Yeah, big changes aren't made often. And you can bet there's infighting between board members. Uh, everyone's got an agenda, cliques form, and fighting between townships happens. But those warmongering types better keep careful not to shed too much blood, or they'll find themselves on the wrong side of the law. Then they're definitely hosed. Well, I assume the Bureau wouldn't allow for such chaos. Oh, no, uh, you misunderstood. The Bureau doesn't have solid laws to prevent infighting. Conflict happens regardless of the Chief Executive's wishes. The Law is a different organization than the Bureau. Well, that's entirely confusing. Certainly. Wait, so I saw the guy with weapons and shit standing guard out by the gate. Is that the Law? No, that guy was part of the City Guard. Every township has a guard force. The Bureau has agents that work throughout the city. The Law is an independent group of enforcers, so to speak. All types of warriors and spellcasters are allowed to join, though the organization tends to be headed by paladins and clerics. And that's because the Law has only one tenant, decreed by the god Kelimvor, to maintain the balance between life and death. So if there's too much killing or bloodshed... The law puts its foot down. Mostly through killing the killers, so morally it's a gray area. But even members of the law must die if they kill too much, in the name of balance. <sighs> it's absurd if you ask me, but hey, what group of zealots ever made much sense? Hmm. And the Central Bureau lets all this happen? Well, they sure ain't happy about it. Why I heard it. The board and the law have tried to overtake each other before, but neither saw victory over the other. So now they have a begrudging respect for one another's existence. Occasionally they work together, when their goals align. Hmm. This is all very foreign to me. And I wonder, can there be too much life in this city? I shudder to think what happens if the law tries to intervene with that. Ha! Too much life? And has Cocosa? No, no, death abounds out there, as you well know, Traveler. Though I suppose conceptually you have a point. But I ain't never heard of that happening. There are more than enough dangers out there. Other planar beings, rogue elementals, and all manner of exotic and ferocious beasts to keep the population in check. To say nothing of the unforgiving terrain. And with this place moving around... Who knows what you're gonna find next? So there's gotta be an outpost of Krugan in the city. Those monster hunters span the entire continent. No doubt they've heard of Hezcocosa. Well, how do you think I got these Bulette steaks? These Krugan fellas have been here a long time, too. 
they have a prolific guild hall in the Wandering City. Every nest of beasts is just a sack of coins they need to kick the gold out of. Well, it's hard to make a life as a hero out there, but there are more than enough opportunities, if that's what you're looking for. Me? Oh no, this old bronco does most of his adventuring vicariously. With meat on my plate and ale in my mug. <coughs> Speaking of which... Oh, of course, I'll get you another. And, uh, you're sure to live a lot longer that way. Nothing like a good story, huh? I love a good story. Keeps the imagination alive. Takes the tedium out of a hard day's work. Say, what other stories can you tell me? Well, as far as the Wandering City goes, I've told you most of what you need to know about my home. As for another story, I think I got one for you. But that will take a little bit longer. Since the dawn of high fantasy RPGs, there has been no greater stage for a story to be told, or to begin, than a tavern. The mythical epicenter for both adventure and drink alike. Armed with their dice, tankards, and creative expression, five D&D nerds quest for glory, and to keep traditional narrative cliché alive. This is Tavern Squad. Hey folks, hope you enjoyed the minisode. It was a delight to serve you more information regarding The Wandering City. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and subscribe. Better yet, share with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit for more fun stuff and updates. The next episode of our main program will drop on September 30th. We hope to see you there. If you crave more Tavern Squad content, check out our Cthulhu miniseries, or head over to our website to hear our previous campaign arc titled The Land of Corruption. Today's cast was me, Connor Everly, as Prilo the Barkeep, and Isaac Andrews as the Old Rambler. Our intro song is Briefcase Number 1, performed by Tartanic. Our intro speech is written and performed by Lou Fox. The tavern ambiance was provided by the RPG music maker, Travis Savoye. You can find links to more of their content in the show notes. With that, the last call has been made, the tavern is closing, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Toodaloo.